Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, 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 good morning. Good people. Woo! Friday, November the 4th. 2022 y'all decided to wake y'all last up with Ray G and for that appreciate y'all being in the building family it's Friday man freaky Friday feel good Friday funky fresh Friday whatever you want to call it I'm glad y'all in the damn building baby but we got Todd in the building what's happening big shot Lindsey Mack fizzle what's up baby how you doing Marlon in the building Ben Mason good morning to you John Adam James I've been missing the live show a bunch recently but back in it. Glad to have you here, man. Glad everybody's in the building, man. There's a couple of questions I want to get to engage with y'all in a minute, man. But I hope y'all have a fantastic weekend before we even get started. Glad y'all are here. Shout out to our partners, Prize Picks. Make sure you use the promo code WAKEUP. Get you $100 free over there when you're playing them over-unders uh, for some of the NBA, college football, NFL, all that good stuff. And shout out to our uh, Grab You a Cup of Coffee. You see the smoke? Everybody talking that shit that we really ain't got coffee in there, that Michelle Adoro Brooklyn blend. I can't never say that Brooklyn blend every morning. See that, my, that's that premium video quality right is there. It, is you it can premium? See the smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you at, smoke. Jay? What's up, baby? Get you on the screen. What's up? You got you look up to? It's good. 15% off. Use it. Go to Michelle Adoro. Get you some of this good coffee. I'm almost out, Jay. I need another uh need another yeah, shipment. I, Need another shit, I need a new. I need a. I need a fresh box. I need some new mm. new ones to try. I've been rocking the Cremoso Espresso. Um, phenomenal though. Really, really good. I have good probably shit. two or three a day. I but uh, right, I'm doing good. I'm Man, Bro uh, asked a question in the chat. I just want to let's like let's start us off. If this question would have been asked six months ago, you would have been stoned in public for asking this question. But today, it's very much applicable. Jay, what do you think about this? Who gets paid first, Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts? Who's getting a contract extension first, Lamar or Hurts? Pretty easy. It's Jalen Hurts. I don't even think it's that close. Really? Because, yeah, I don't think Lamar gets extended before the deadline, right? Do you think that they get a deal done before the deadline? I think they're probably going right up to the deadline in March versus the Eagles, who probably get a deal done before the deadline with Jalen Hurts. He's and good. there's still the, there's still potential for Lamar to be franchised, right? So if they don't get a deal done by March, then they franchise him, and then they go all the way to what July, and we're on Lamar watch. Isn't I think it's pretty cra- easy. Like again, hurt. Jay, six months ago, if we would have asked this question, people would have been like, "You're out of your mind. Why are we yeah. even had this conversation?" Um, and unfortunately for Lamar Jackson, we'll get into some news in a second. It's just it's not looking good. It's not looking good for their offensive skill position players. In Baltimore, and it's like same story, different year when it comes to Baltimore Ravens and pass catching weapons. Um, yeah, man, I, I want to get into it. So, Jay, let's go ahead and get into straight facts. Let's go, man. The biggest news in the world of sports covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, so Ray, you talked about the Baltimore Ravens, and they're nursing a ton of injuries, but the biggest one yesterday was Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, who has a Liz Frank injury, will be getting surgery and is now out for the season. So wheels up for Devin DuVernay, who has had a pretty good year this year. Now he will be the featured wide receiver. Maybe you wouldn't say the X or the starting wide receiver, but he will definitely be featured heavily in this offense going forward. We also have Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews, who did not practice yesterday. So we'll see the status of them. Andrews seems like he could potentially play Gus Edwards. Who knows? They obviously have a ton of backs in that backfield, but We'll see. It's going to be tough for Lamar. You already mentioned it. Losing potentially starting running back, starting wide receiver, and starting tight end all in the same game. Not the best situation when you're trying to get a $200 million contract, but 
I mean, if you're getting paid $200 million, you got to work with what you got. And unfortunately for him, that's what he's going to have to do this week. Michael Thomas is also out for the season with his toe injury. Um, you know, I'm not going to make fun of Michael Thomas, but why he is out for the season with a toe injury, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. He's gone for the season. He had a couple good weeks, and we'll see you when we see you. And we talked about this, Ray. Chris Olave to Michael Thomas is very similar to Brandon Cooks to Michael Thomas, and it's really playing out that way. I'd be surprised if Michael Thomas is back. Austin Eckler is dealing with an abdomen issue and was limited in practice yesterday. That was a bit of a surprise. We were not hearing anything about Austin Eckler, so that was a surprise. Hopefully, he's okay because the Chargers are dealing with a lot of injuries themselves. Cooper Cup returned to practice yesterday, and Cam Akers is back. So what the status of him is, they play Tampa Bay this week. Is Akers going to be the feature back? We'll see, but got to be tough for him to re-enter that building after basically giving a healthy scratch for the past few weeks. And then your boy, Kyrie Irving, was suspended for five games for his anti-Semitic comments. And um, I think he did apologize last night, which yeah, was he shocking. Did. Yeah, he, he is yeah, a piece yeah. of shit. The yeah. way he's been acting lately, um, but yeah. spend it for five games minimum. We'll see if he can spend it for longer Imagine than that. Imagine Kevin Durant leaving Golden State for three years of this bullshit in Brooklyn. Just wasted. Yep. Is this year three or year four for Katie in Brooklyn? This is, I believe, year three. And then Harden out for a month, right? We, that yeah, we didn't Harden talk about out that. for a month. The Astros up 3-2 versus the Phillies. Astros yes, up 3-2 in the World Series. Man, it, it's crazy, bro. Um I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just never anti-baseball, but I just never really got into it. But now that my son really loves it, right, and he's playing, literally, bro, it's year-round, summer, fall, and spring, he's playing baseball. Like, I've gotten more and more into it. My wife and mm. I have both gotten more into the game. I'm watching it and enjoying it, man, enjoying the strategy and enjoying the matchup, something that, you know, we'll never, like, talk about primarily on here because that's just not what we do but really appreciating the MLB man it's um it's a dope game it's a dope game when you really kind of understand what's going on and and listening to the commentators talk about the players and different pitchers I've just been entertained by the World Series I think it's been entertaining I don't know if that's the prevailing sentiment um dude World Series is always good World Series is probably one of my favorite sporting events of the year you know baseball in season is what it is but playoff baseball is some of the best of any sport. You know, people talk about yeah. playoff hockey. It's really exciting. Uh, the yeah, playoff in the NBA, you know, it's okay at times. Depends on the depends on the season. But playoff baseball is usually always good, especially yesterday's game. World Series really came down to the wire. Really, really, really close game. And so I hope yeah. that it goes back to Houston. If Philly can somehow get a win, we get another game seven, I'd be, be happy. Dope, man. You know, yeah. yeah. Adam yeah, I'd just be happy. It. He said this World Series is spectacular. John Smoltz is great on there too. I think it's the yeah. explanation of What's going on for like the they're doing a really good job. Shout out to Major League Baseball. Shout out to the Astros and Phillies. It's really dope, man. Uh, But Jay, last night, Thursday Night Football, we had a good game. We thought it was going to be a blowout. We talked all that crap about, uh, you know, getting dog walked. Now, did they cover the 14 and a half point spread? No, they they didn't. They They did not. Yeah. So the Eagles improved to 8-0, 29 to 17 versus the Houston Texans. Um I mean, Houston came out the gate, Jay. First drive, 75 yards down the field, touchdown. There are a lot of takeaways in this one. There was a lot of stuff that happened inside this game where you're just like, man. So let's let's start with the winning team, Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, 21 for 27, uh, 243 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He did get – there was a breakdown in protection. He got rocked and fumbled the ball, sacked four times, QBR of 75. So very solid outing for Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders, bro, like, I get it that it's versus the league worst rushing defense. <laughs> Sanders looked good. I'm like, yeah, where's this guy been all year? Yeah. Everybody's like, he's been good. He just doesn't get work in the receiving game, and they just they yeah. don't commit to him. But 17 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. I'm watching him. I was like, yo, Miles Sanders is running, running tonight. He ain't just running. He's running, running. He looked good. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he's a – an elite tight end in the NFL. He was utilized as a weapon. A.J. Brown was this close to breaking a long one. And then, you know, I'm watching the game last night, Jay. And while I think we in fantasy land are a little little too high on Devontae Smith, I I, I can't help but watch and say the addition of A.J. Brown, while it may not bear fruit from a fantasy perspective— I think it was the best thing to happen for him. Like him playing oh, yeah. in that number two role to where he's just seeing single coverage. The issue is he's not going to be the primary target, right? It's going to be A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, and then Smitty will have his blow-up weeks. 
But having A.J. Brown there definitely helps him out. It helps that offense out. It's a fun team to watch. On the other side of the ball, Davis Mills. Um, Once you get off script. He is not. <laughs> bro, off script, he's awful. He is awful. Yeah. They don't even want him to throw the ball. Outside of that first drive, and even then, it was a spectacular grab by the tight end. Quentin Tarantino yeah. made a great grab in the end zone. Uh, he was not good. Houston, they have to draft a quarterback at the top of the draft. Davis Mills is not it. But I'll tell you who is it. Damian Pierce is the real deal, Jay. Damian Pierce is the real freaking deal. Uh, This young man, call it a lot of tread left on the tires. Call it whatever you want. He's good, dude. I don't know where his dynasty rank is today on Keep Trying Cut. Probably too low. He's good, man. And they're not going to replace him. He's a good running back. He is... He's very good. uh, Damian Pierce is very good. And that's about all I have to take away from the Houston side of the ball. Anything for you? No, I'm just, honestly, I just kind of go with that, right? Like Damian Pierce, uh, I told you, don't be surprised if he goes over. He doubled his total on the books. Um, The Eagles are not the best run game. Jordan Davis did not play in this one. That didn't help. But Damian Pierce, uh, I don't know what his yards were over expected, but I know in like the middle of the game, he's uh, like 22 yards over expected. It was crazy to see what he's doing. He was spinning. He was juking. He was patient. He was quick, decisive. Everything you want to see in a running back. Like it's it's funny that even for me, I wasn't much in Damian Pierce. I wasn't sure how that situation would shake out. I wasn't really bought in, so I don't have a lot of them on my rosters. But I think for me, man, like you, this is what you want to see. And this is kind of what we saw in Ramondre Stevenson, right? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, reason yeah, why I make yeah. this comparison, right? A player we were really out on, but you quickly see what they could be in the NFL if everything hits. And I think that's what we saw in, in um in Stevenson and we got to him early. Pierce, we weren't there as early and we didn't kind of stick we weren't really ahead of the masses on that. But you just the biggest thing for Speak me is footwork in the hole. I have RB six in the class. Speak for your damn self. Well, you, I'm saying, I'm saying, but we did. I don't. At least from my perspective, I don't recall us really propping him up. Right, he was around mid second, and then he was kind of top a second. Yeah, I think yeah, if yeah, we yeah, really, if we really bought in, even you know somewhere in July and August, we would have said he should be a back end first round pick. He should have been up there with Sky Moore, up there with Jahan Dodson. But we never really. We never really got there with him. Um, and then Brandon Cooks should be back today for people who will roster Brandon Cooks. Um, didn't play last night. Personal issue. You know, there was the tweets of him wanting to be traded. He was held out of last game. Supposed to be back today, according to Lovey Smith. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think it, I, I think I continue to say this, and I, I don't like to say it, but the Eagles are not dominating. And it's oh, the, the issue for me with them oh, is that I boy. love the Eagles, but they are not dominating. And oh, I just... Oh, Ray, Ray, how far can they go playing Jay, like this against a team like the Houston Texans? Bro, I mean, it's on a short That's week. They had to fly. It's a short week. They had to fly across country. I thought they did what they needed to do. They won the game, man. It may they not have been pretty, game. but they won the game. And although the score was close-ish... That, like they were never in, in there was no ever threat of them losing that game. I, I think it was a short well, week. Was, it's it was 14 14 at halftime, right? Like it's not to say it was a threat of them losing. I mean, I still bet them to cover. They won the game, man. But. They came in there and they won the game and they looked, they executed just fine on offense. They can go to the NFC title into the Super Bowl. They're 8 0. They've beaten Minnesota, six and one team. They've beaten Dallas, a six and two team. They've beaten Arizona. They beat like they've everybody, everybody well, we'll, that they we'll, face. We'll see about Dallas, right? Because Dallas is uh, it's just, not the measuring it's not the measuring stick that I it really it. was. They beat Cooper Rush. I can't put we'll them up against Buffalo. Back, right? I can't put them up against Cam. Yeah. They haven't played those teams. I'm just yeah. they've knocked down everybody that they played, and. Yeah. Uh, it's a short Who week. is nobody, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that we, that we admit on. on their schedule. All right, let me we'll ask see. you something about Damian Pierce real quick. RB10 on Keep Trey Cut. Okay. Would you, in a dynasty startup, after this season, or if you were doing a midseason dynasty startup draft right now, okay, Damian Pierce or DeAndre Swift? <laughs> you know my distaste for Damian DeAndre Pierce Swift. or DeAndre Swift. Come on, man. Keep it real. I'm taking Swift. I'm taking Swift. I'm taking Swift. Why? I don't want why? to. Why? Why? The reason why, why? is because of his perceived value. That's why. Not because of his not because of his actual production. But I believe that if Swift hits, I can get more for him than Damian Pierce today. And he's like probably at his top value right now. I would be willing to bet on Swift. It's Damian very Pierce close, though. right in a startup right now. Or Nick Chubb. Oh man, they're like they feel like the same player. Um, 
Damian Pierce. I don't I, no, and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. I'm going back, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. It's Daniel they're the same Pierce player. Or Austin Eckler in a startup. Austin Eckler. Rece- receptions over over carries. He's still going to be good. Okay. It's close though. It's close. I like I think the Nick Chubb example is a great one. Right, because I think Nick Chubb's a better player, better rusher, but they kind of do the same things. So, if you're getting 25 carries from both, and one is 27, and one is 22 or 23, I mean, even on a worse roster, maybe you just okay. take a 23 year old running back. But you know, I'm not taking. Wanna, I'm not one. taking Swift over him. That, that, I'm not. I'm good. I'm. I'm. A, I'm about. I'm about. You're done. out on Swift. I'm about eh? done. I'm about. I'm this close, bro. I'm this. I don't close. own Swift. Anywhere, um, man. I, I traded. I, I feel awful. But last year, I traded DeAndre Swift. I traded Bijan Robinson for Swift straight up in the moment. And I regret that. Like, I wish I had my Bijan Robinson back. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm near as close to being done with DeAndre Swift. All right, Jake. We he's got to, healthy, man. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. It's, go. always, it's always something. It's always something yeah. with him. It's always. Yeah. And I just don't have. At a position that's so replaceable, I just don't have time to play around with that, dude. And the success of Jamal Williams doesn't help either, right? No, it doesn't. He's he's supposed to be this fill-in, right? This spellback, goal line, whatever. But he's he's a primary running back at this point. It's hard to argue that. So Mike said being out on Swift is, is like those who were out on CMC before this year. For good fucking reason. He hadn't played for two years. This is this is the thing. Dynasty gamers, man. Do you know you can get out for value and then get back in if the value continues to crater? I don't see anything in any world in which with B. John Robinson and these 2023 running back class that's about to come in where we're about to see Swiss value just do this. It's not on an ascending climb, right? If anything, it's flat to downtrending. So if you get out for value, you tear down off of Swift, get Damian Pierce plus— you can go buy back in DeAndre Swift after the draft. This is the oh, this yeah. is the problem, man. People just hear names. Like if I asked you, Jay, Najee Harris or the oh Najee, I gotta not the no. name, the name, the no. name. No, Look, no what, Najee. Like, what in what world have we seen in recent football play? Not Hope Fantasy La La Land, where DeAndre Swift should be valued higher than Damian Pierce. All oh, the receptions, the Very reception. Little. What what Very good little. are the receptions when your ass ain't on the field? What 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 are you receiving besides treatment from the medical staff? That's the only yep. thing he's receiving right now because it ain't footballs. He ain't catching that. The only thing he's receiving yep. is treatment, ice, and massages from the medical staff. It ain't footballs from Jared Goff. And this isn't just a one game set. This is what's been happening since Whole Georgia. Career. It's not yeah. rookie Whole year, career. sophomore year, third year. Uh, but don't don't uh, uh, give me that Swift. I, I gotta have the yeah. receptions. Come PPR on, man. Back. Yeah, he's he's closer to Najee Harris than people are really. Realizing, I ain't going, I'm not going right? to go that far, but I'm just. But he saying, is though. I'm he's just closer saying, to Najee than people far. realize. I'm not yeah. going that far. Houston will add depth. Every team adds depth. Every team. Yeah. There's also no incentive for them to add depth because they're not going anywhere, <laughs> right? Like, they're going to have depth, but there's no incentive for them to do so. They're giving Pierce 27 carries a game. What do they need depth? Oh, they're going to add depth. He's not going to be good next year. I will I will make that bet right now. They can add all the depth they want. The starting running back for the Houston Texans in 2023, absent an Achilles injury or an ACL, would be Damian Pierce. It's not going to be fucking depth piece that comes in and takes his job next year. What? Where do we? Even, where are we getting this from? Yeah. Get to the not so obvious starts of the week. Starts of the week. Starts of the week. I okay. Need some more light on. Man. All right, Ray. Let's start with the bye weeks. People who don't know. Week nine buys, Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, 49ers, Steelers, and Giants. So not the obvious starts of the week. Maybe a little obvious this week. We will touch on some situations because, unfortunately, if you got a guy, you've got an able body on your roster, you probably got to start him because it's going to be a rough week. But let's start with the quarterbacks. I got three guys for you, and I want you to rank them for me. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, can he be a QB1 for the fifth straight week? Trevor Lawrence facing the worst defense in the NFL against opposing QBs. And Geno Smith rematch against the Cardinals. The only game he hasn't thrown for two touchdowns was against the Cardinals, I believe, two or three weeks ago. 
How would you rank those guys? Um, Bears are against Miami. Sorry, I think I forgot to mention that. Bears against Miami, Trevor Lawrence against the Raiders, and then Geno Smith versus the Cardinals. I think all three are great starts. Some may be a little bit more obvious than others in case of Justin Fields. But I think that Lawrence has a very good matchup in, a, in where people aren't going to expect to start him. And then Geno Smith, I think, can get revenge against the Cardinals in a bigger game. They'll be playing in Arizona this time, though, not in Seattle. Ooh, I'm supposed to rank these three quarterbacks? Yeah, give the people some, give the people some, some hope for their matchups. You know, they got some good quarterbacks on by this week. Three, these are kind of my three favorite matchups I'm seeing so far. I would probably still take Geno Smith, one. Who do the Jaguars play? Oakland, or Las Vegas, sorry. Your Raiders, who got slapped 24 to nothing last yeah, week by uh, the New Orleans Saints. I ETN game. Fields, Lawrence. Okay. Smith, Fields, Lawrence would be my three. Okay. Smith, Fields, right. Lawrence. I think... Listen, DK's back. Tyler Lockett's yep. in. Lockett back, Kenneth yeah. Walker's running well. Noah mm-hmm. Fant's trying to get involved a little bit. Arizona, they still run the most plays per game, so it should be a fast-paced environment. Even though Seattle likes to slow it down, they're not. They don't run as nearly as many plays as Arizona. Arizona's the only team in the NFL running seventy-plus plays per game. I, yeah. I I think this is one with DeAndre Hopkins back, with Rondell Moore sliding back to his complimentary role. Potentially, is James Conner in? I, I don't know if he's in or out, and I really don't know if that matters much. But yeah. uh, this is a game that I can see a little bit of back and forth. With Nuke in there, with them wanting to push the ball downfield, I still will rely on what I feel is the better quarterback of the three, and that's Geno Smith, who's also playing for a deal. Justin Fields versus Miami. I know Bradley Chubb is there, but Miami hasn't been yeah. good versus the quarterback this year. Nope. And Miami's going to put up points on Chicago, so it's going to put Fields in a position to where he's going to have to do something, right? He's going to have to either throw, utilize his legs. But I also think this is a sneaky bet. I, I'm, I don't think it's as locked and loaded as people are making it seem for Fields this okay. week because he is going to have to throw the ball more. And they do have Xavier Howard, and they do have Javon Holland, and they do have Kador uh, on the back end. They've got a, they've got decent pieces in that secondary, yeah. and I still don't trust the receiving core of Chicago. I, I think Travis Etienne is going to run all over Las Vegas. I, I think <laughs> that, I think he's going to run all over Vegas. Uh, T-Law, if he gets it done, I could see him sneaking in a couple of touchdowns or, or yeah. running for one. But I'd rank him Geno Smith, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. What say you, Jay, and what say you, chat? So I'm kind of – I think Justin Fields is actually number one for me. Okay. Um, so I, I have it listed in our in our doc, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith. And that's kind of how I feel about it right now. I think that Fields, to your point, will have to run. You know, He'll probably running away from a rush, which is good. That means he'll get carries. He'll get rushing yards. He'll have to throw a little bit. We'll see about the receiving core. I think they will blitz him a lot because Miami does like to blitz. And I think against Chicago's offense, offensive line, they will continue to do so. They will lean on the running backs, of course. They do that every week. But I think that Fields will be heavily involved. I do like Lawrence. Um, so the big matchups here, you have number one against tight end, uh, is the, or the Raiders have the worst tight end defense yeah. in the NFL. Good for Evan Ingram, who scored a touchdown last week. And then they're also ve- not very good against slot wide receivers. So again, very good for the number one option in Christian Kirk. So two great matchups that they have. But like you mentioned, we could see a lot of Travis Etienne in this one with how great they looked. You want to talk about comps. Travis Etienne basically looking like Alvin Kamara Jr. out there. And we saw what Alvin Kamara did against the Raiders. 90 yards rece- receiving, three touchdowns. So say what you will, but he's probably going to light them up. And it could be good for Trevor Lawrence in that regard. Or, to your point, could be bad and he may not have to do a whole lot. But I still think I would rank it Fields Lawrence Smith. Smith, the only reason why I like the matchup is because he, pl- he has played very well. It was his only down game in division. It is on the road. But again, it was a down game for Smith. He still threw for over 200 yards, but he didn't throw for two touchdowns, which he's done in every other week, uh, every other game since week two. So he has had a lot of good games, not so much against the Cardinals. That's why he's not quite there. But I think you can start him because I think there are worse options out there for you. Can I can I interest you and can I can I bring up three additional gross quarterback names that could possibly be sneaky starters? Can I bring up three just gross names? Marcus Mariota versus the Chargers. What are you thinking about Mariota versus the Chargers? Cordell Patterson um, back this week. You're in a pinch, right? Just say, for instance, let, let me tell you, let's go through who you're absolutely not starting this week. Uh, Zach okay. Wilson versus Buffalo. That's an no. absolute no-go. But can you I know. say something about that, though, you while can, we're on the show? You can say it. Pick up Mike White in your best ball leagues. I bet you he plays this week. Okay. I bet you he plays this week. Okay. Monday night, Andy Dalton versus Baltimore. 
Don't hate it. Don't I, I was hate it. Say, if, I don't hate depending it, right? on right, we'll see Chris Olave. We'll see probably Rashid Shahid going deep a little bit. Yep. Maybe some scripted plays for him. Um, the offense isn't great, but it's fine. And so Andy Dalton has been playing well. They've been throwing the ball quite a bit. And I, I think the biggest thing he got the ball to Camara, which is what we wanted to see. But we would probably see some Roquan Smith, some Patrick Queen. Yikes! Well, <laughs> that could be tough yeah, out of the backfield for those guys. But I think that Dalton is a fine start. And then one final one. Any interest in PJ Walker versus Cincinnati? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think I'd go that far. The one, the one I was hoping you'd say actually I mean, is Taylor Heineke versus Minnesota. I don't mind that one. Heineke's been scoring, I believe, the eighth most points per game at quarterback, nineteen point eight, I believe. Okay. Minnesota has been pretty good again, but I think that he will have to run. He'll pass. He's been getting the ball to McLaurin, and I think he's been surprisingly good. People haven't been giving him a lot of credit for that, but he has been playing pretty well so far. I'm just saying there's a lot of teams on by. No Dak Prescott this week. You got yeah. it in the notes. No Dak this week. Who else don't we have? We don't have uh, – there's no uh, – No Danny starter. Dimes this uh, no week. No Dimes. No, no, no Russell Pickett. Wilson. No Jimmy no, G. No Jimmy we'll G. It, yeah. You got to get gross. All right. Let's get to the running backs, Jay. Now, you got you got a pair of backs here on the show sheet. So talk about uh, this pair of backs. I think this is a sneaky week for Atlanta. Go ahead, man. So, yeah, you mentioned it, right? Would I start Marcus Mariota? The answer is no because of this matchup with the running backs. The Chargers, second-worst defense, allowing fantasy points to opposing running backs. Last week, Algier saw the usage on the ground, split with Caleb Huntley, and he saw most of the work through the air and scored a touchdown receiving. But now, unfortunately for us, it's looking like Cordell Patterson is back. Yeah, he's he looks like he's back. singing in full, probably going to be playing this week. How much work does he get? I don't know. But I think you can start both of them. And the reason why is because, again, the Chargers are really bad against the running back. And we've seen Atlanta is not going to hesitate to run the ball 30, 40, 50 times if that's what it takes to win the game. And so no matter how much they try and stack the box, they're just not going to be good at it. The Chargers are terrible against the yeah. run. Unless they unless they figured that over the bye week, which I'm not going to bet on them having done that. With so many bye weeks, I think you can start Algier because he probably gets the work in the receiving game. And Patterson will still get his carries. So I think Caleb Huntley is the big loser here. And I think you will see a lot of Algier and a lot of Patterson. I think both are startable this week. And I think you, you would can roll both rely of them, them out there. You'd roll Algier and Pat. I mean, they're running the ball a million think, times a game. They're, they're running think, it 72 you know, times a game legitimately. If you have them both on your roster, like maybe don't do that, pick one. But I think, you know, if you if you got one or the other, I think you're fine rolling them out. Like I would be rolling out Patterson, even though he got injured. He's looked fine practicing in full, so he must be healthy. And then Algier getting the receiving work out of the backfield and Caleb Huntley more of a primary rusher. I think Patterson takes that role and Algier continues with his receiving role. And we'll go from there. I mean, there's no reason why Mar- Marks Merida should have to throw. And on top of that, if you want to get into the Chargers, right, they're dealing mm-hmm. with a ton of injuries too. So there's no guarantee that they're going to put up a ton of points and make this game where Atlanta has to pass. So for me, I do think it is a pretty good spot that you can start him overall. Jay, you got some real dirty names on here uh, for the not-so-obvious running back starts of the week. I'll just throw out the – I'm going to throw out an obvious one. This should be – don't overthink it. If Jonathan Taylor is out, you fire up Deion Jackson with full confidence. You fire him up with full – ah, the New England defense, they're getting gashed by running backs. Like, you fire up Deion – my question is – if they if 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 Taylor doesn't practice again today and it's like oh he's gonna try to give it a go on Sunday he's active would you still yeah. roll out Deion Jackson under the assumption that Taylor may not see a full workload they can pull him would you still if if JT is active would you have the stones to still start Deion Jackson in a flex spot um I'd say no to be honest I think okay. of everyone on this list he would be at the bottom okay. right and I got a pretty I got a dirty start coming up next but I just. He may be fine. He may not. Like, I, I think that Sam Ellinger is going to have a lot of struggles, right? We know rookie quarterbacks, yeah. young quarterbacks versus yeah. Bill Belichick. They have z- basically zero success. We saw him shut down Justin Herbert. I think the only one who really succeeded against him was, um, I forget the name now, but one quarterback had a good start against them. Most of them really struggled. So Sam Ellinger versus Bill Belichick is not a matchup we want to target. I think we see a lot of stack boxes, even with that defense not playing great this year. It's just not a bet I want to make unless, like you mentioned, he is the full-blown starter, at which point, okay. yeah, change that volume and you'll be just fine. But, Ray, can you start Dontrell Hilliard You're this wild. week? You're wild. You're wild for this. Can you start Dontrell Hilliard this week? You are you, wild for let, this one. Let me go back to the buys. You do not have Kareem Hunt. You do not have Nick Chubb. You do not have Tony Pollard. You do not have Zeke Elliott. You do not have Melvin Gordon. You don't have Latavius Murray. You don't have Christian McCaffrey. You don't have Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, even if you want to start him. All these running backs are on by this week. Okay. 
yeah. Dontrell Hilliard coming you're, off an 80-yard game against this. the Texans. They are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are the worst team against pass-catching running backs in the league, bro. In the league. Barry they started him. So he said he's starting Dontrell Hilliard this week. You got, you got somebody Look, with you. I'm not trying to say you have to start him. Okay. But, I mean, there's a lot people, of bad options out there. Let me, let me shut up. You got it, baby. You got it. You got it. Oh, Kansas City Chiefs, the worst defense against pass catching running backs. They are also one of the best defenses against the run. Now, yes, Derrick Henry will get his, but I'm praying Tannehill is back, and I don't haven't seen any reports that he hasn't been back. So if he is back, I think you can trust Dontrell Hilliard because the Tennessee Titans have the worst pass defense in the NFL over the past, I think, five weeks or so. And so that means... We are firing up Mahomes. We're firing up Juju Smith-Schuster. We will get into how we are firing up Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And so for ah. that reason, I think they get up in the game. It's Sunday Night Football. They're playing in Arrowhead. They're going to have to pass the ball. And that's the reason why I think if you want to do a run back with a Dontrell Hilliard, with a Robert Woods potentially, you can do that because the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to put up 40 points in this game and the Tennessee Titans, they're going to be playing catch-up all game long. I think it's a good case. There you go. I really I, do. You made a good I, have, I, a good I case. said you were wild, but you made a good case. Okay. You and he people, could suck. Don't get me wrong. He could suck. <laughs> but it, nah, you but can't he could get it done. And he's also like got that. three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns this yeah, season already. Like so yeah. not bad. Not bad. I'll take and it. Kansas City's coming off a bye, right? Yeah, they're coming off a bye. So Andy, yeah. Andy Reid off a bye. Yeah. What does he put up? 35 points a game? Like Henry, Henry said he ain't hurt, though. I'm just Henry came out. He's I believe him. I'm just going to tell you, I believe the king. I mean, the king I'm never, said, never I believe, going against I'm not going to doubt the king. Derrick Henry said he is fine. This is called load management. It's week nine. All right, Jay, I'm with you, man. And you got people in the chat feeling you. So there you go, baby. Good call. Who else we got for some of the not so obvious RB starts of the week? Who else we got on the list? Okay, Ray, can we start the entire Dolphins backfield this I week? I thought about we it, have... man. I thought about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay, so we've talked about the Bears a lot. Bears allow the most most rushing attempts pretty much per game, or they're in the top three in rush attempts per game over the past five weeks. They've been allowing a ton. They allow a ton of yards. We saw what t- uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott did, did to them. I mean, Ray, it's a good spot right now. It's looking good for the Bears. Um I don't know. The only thing that scares me a little bit is Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle being heavily involved yeah. in that defense not playing very well. But outside of that, I mean, Raheem Mostert being the starting running back. They bring in Jeff Wilson, who knows the system, against a team that has been allowing a lot on no the ground. No Chase Edmonds? Yeah, Chase Edmonds is gone. We don't Chase Edmonds. We don't talk about I Chase know, Edmonds. I right know, now. I know. But I think that you, again, if you really have to start Jeff Wilson, it's not looking good. But I think maybe there's worse options. I really do. I think that it's a good spot for both backs. I think they could both be utilized. You can be worried about Jeff Wilson ter- changing teams, but he's really not changing teams. He's just going to play for another coach. That's really all he's doing. I mean, Same system. So that's why they brought him in. I think that both will be utilized. Not great. Not great. But I think he'll be fine. I think you can too. I mean, Chicago's giving up damn near buck sixty on the ground per game. Yeah. And they still, it, as much as they throw, they still run the ball. They still run the ball. Yep. Right? And... Most of, he's not getting 20 carries, but he's ripping off chunk plays when you got to defend. When you've got to put so much attention to those two guys on the outside, it just frees stuff up in the backfield. Yep. I do think you can start Raheem Mostert. I would rather not roll out Jeff Wilson this week, but if you're yeah. if you're in that situation where you're down Saquon and Chubb, you're down yeah. Zeke Elliott or Tony Pollard, and you're in between you know, Alexander Madison or Jeff Wilson, right? Yeah. You're in between, you know, Tyler Algier or Jeff Wilson. It, you know, I, I may I may just roll out roll out Jeff Wilson and trust that offense scoring points and then being able to do whatever they want versus Chicago. And they were giving up a buck sixty on the ground with Roquan Smith. Now you throw That's him the out thing, of the yeah. picture. It's like he's not there either. Yeah, so it's he's an not even there. better matchup for the backs. Yeah. Any interest in uh, just throwing it out there? Michael Carter versus Buffalo? Mm, I I Not guess. Ready? I guess. Again, blowout alert, right? He probably catches pass out of the backfield, maybe. Um, people are asking about Naeem Hines. I'm not starting him. Uh, no interest, really, at all. Yeah. I think they'll dominate regardless of who plays out there. No reason to work him into the offense this week. Yeah. Maybe he gets a couple opportunities here or there, but unless he scores, like he's not going to be usable, I don't think. All right, what about in Baltimore? If there's no Gus Edwards, no J.K. Dobbins, are you firing up one of Kenyon Drake or Justice Hill? Maybe. Um, playing against New Orleans this week, they I didn't look great I just wouldn't want to wait until week. Monday night to do that. Would you want to wait until Monday no. night for that play? 
I don't think that's the problem. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, there's no other options. Like you're not yeah. starting Ingram in just yeah, I don't think I could do that. I don't no, Ingram's hurt. I mean, Ingram I don't, yeah, I don't, hurt too, yeah. I don't know if well he got hurt. I don't you ain't starting no Mark Ingram. You don't feel good about that. I just I'd go in a different direction, man. Antonio Gibson would be my not so obvious, like the start of the week for me. Uh Antonio Gibson. No J.D. McKissick potentially, Brian Robinson being the plotter that he is. I think I would fire up Antonio Gibson with full confidence this week, Jay. Full confidence, Antonio Gibson. Let's go. You got one more running back. Give it to us. Oh, I just put in A.J. Dillon so people don't bench him. He, like, again, with all the bye weeks, you should start him. He's playing in Detroit this week. He should definitely be. Yeah, he's just making sure people know, do not bench A.J. Dillon. Because this is the week that he could. If he's going to have any good week, it will be this week. So definitely start AJ Dillon. You know, I know he's been a bit disappointing. You're kind of still starting him more than you probably should, but this is a week where he's definitely worth starting. And so I want to just quickly mention him in case someone was considering benching him. But again, in this matchup with so many bye weeks, you're probably not benching AJ Dillon. Yep. All right. Let's go. Wide receivers, baby. Wide receivers, not so obvious starts of the week. And again, let's just remember who we don't have at wide receiver. No Amari Cooper. We have no Donovan Peoples-Jones, no CeeDee Lamb, no Jerry Judy, no Cortland Sutton, no... Brandon Ayuk, no, you know, Deontay Johnson, no George Pickens, and no Darius Slayton. We have no Darius Slayton this week. What are we going to do? No Richie uh, James. No Richie, no Richie James. Yeah, yeah, no Richie James. And no Keenan Allen, who's fucking hurt still. So where Maybe. are we going? Maybe. We'll see. So, okay, let's talk about the Chargers, right? I'm Chargers had the best no matchup. Keenan Allen. I'm not doing I don't give a damn if he's in or out. He ain't seeing the lineup. So we're not playing Keenan Allen. I'm fine with that. I kind of... Chargers have the best matchup against wide receivers, right? They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. They have their quarterback in Justin Herbert. So let's start with Keenan Allen is nursing a hamstring injury. We'll see if he's back. You're saying you're not playing him. I'm fine with that, to be honest, because he can't even get in a full game. So why would we play him? Josh Palmer looking like obviously the clear beneficiary. No Mike Williams guaranteed. Austin Eckler banged up. But I mean, he's probably going to play. And then you have Keenan Allen, who's banged up. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. We don't want to start him. Palmer got nine targets in his last game on October 17th, or 12 targets, nine receptions, I believe 59 yards. So going to get a lot of work. We'll see what they can do through the air. I mean, Justin Herbert hasn't been playing very well. That offensive line's been pretty bad. And then DeAndre Carter, I think, is another guy that you could consider starting. He's probably going to man the slot, which I think is better for him, and force Josh Palmer outside a little bit because, again, it's just size, how they normally play. Um, I don't believe you're going to put Carter outside because he's going to fail. But I think both Palmer and Carter are startable. Carter more in deep formats. Josh Palmer is a must-start, in my opinion, in this matchup against the league's worst pass defense, um, and especially the worst against wide receivers. I'm with you. Uh, you got to fire up Palmer. I'm not playing Keenan Allen no matter what. I, I don't care if he's in or out. He's talking about his hamstring got worse over the bye. Yeah. Just seems like a it seems like just a blown season for him. Um, we've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling versus Tennessee. We know Tennessee, um, they're going to try to run the ball and keep it away from Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes, I mean, he's he's throwing to whomever. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter what receiver it is, whether it's Juju, whether it's uh, MVS. I think a lot of people, Jay, are asking, can you start Kadarius Toney this week in his debut game for the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, I feel a lot better about everybody else in that yeah. offense, uh, at least in this game. But where are you at with MVS? Where are you at with Tony? Those two. So Tony's a guy I couldn't start. Um, again, even with the bye week, I just think he's probably a gadget play guy. And so you're kind of praying it's in the end zone. Not trying to categorize him like that in any I way. Know, but, know, you know, know. Juju's going to man this slot, has had, I believe, back-to-back 100-yard games. And then MVS also coming off a 100-yard game. So I think yep. those two guys are pretty solidified. And obviously, Travis Kelsey will do his thing. But I think that Tony can get involved. And that's the reason why I think the bye week is important. They had some time to kind of work some place for him. He may have his packages and see the field. But I don't know if he doesn't break off a big play that he's really going to have a ton of value this week. But I do like MBS. MBS has been running a ton of routes. And on top of that, the Tennessee Titans do allow, I believe, the third most fantasy points to outside wide receivers. They're a little bit better against the slots. I think MBS has the best matchup. And like I mentioned, they're one of the worst defenses against wide receivers and one of the best against the run. So even though you are probably starting Isaiah Pacheco, I would not expect much from him. He's probably not going to have a very good game. They said they want to get him the ball more. They can get in the ball, but when they're running into that stone wall of Tennessee Titans defense, I don't think it's going to have a lot of success. Again, unless they play deep coverage against Mahomes, which they might, in which case he may be just fine. But I think the MBS is the best play. Um, The Titans defense got a little bit better after the bye week, and so they are playing a little bit better than they had been. But I still believe that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid off the bye, you know, all these different stats that you just love to see are just going to cook the Tennessee Titans this week. I'm not starting, Tony. 
I'm not starting telling you not this week. I can't. Best ball, I don't care, right? You don't have to worry about that. That's why you play dynasty yeah. best ball. Uh, but oh, in the yeah. lineup league, there's no way in hell I'm going to start Tony this week. I do think you can fire up MVS uh, for an upside type play. You, you, you're not looking for floor with Valdez Scantling. You're hoping for some big plays. You're hoping for some downfield yeah. shots. Maybe he catches one for it to get in the end zone. I do want to pivot to Baltimore really quickly because no Bateman. I know we talked a little bit about Duvernay. Demarcus Robinson, Tylen Wallace, potentially. I mean, Wallace. Plus, I think Demarcus Robinson's okay. Okay. Demarcus should be fine. He saw a lot of work um, in the absence of Bateman, in the absence of Andrews. And I think he can just work the sideline. He's just not a great receiver, but solid. And I think the better thing is that he's been seeing the field, right? If you you want to play a receiver, play a guy who's going to be on the field. And Demarcus right. Robin, Robinson will probably be on the field. Marshawn Lattimore could be back. He's not going to travel with Demarcus Robinson. He may travel a bit with Duvernay, so but I think the bigger thing here is that he's going to stay on his side and not travel right? anywhere. And so you can kind of anywhere. avoid those guys a little bit, but the Saints corners yeah, are yeah. good, right? So you can't expect a ton, but I think that Lamar trusts him, right? He, he kind of showed he trusts him. He's been he's been decent, right? He's been getting out of breaks. He's been on time. You're, you're really yeah. selling this one. You're selling Hey, man, did, did, did you think that he looked bad? Everyone wants shit on Demarcus Robinson saying, oh, he's product he of Patrick bad. Mahomes and stuff. I thought they had some chemistry out there. I think they looked pretty good. You know, say what you want. I mean, it's not like he's got any other options here. You got to do what you got to do. But then All on right. the other side of the Kansas City game, start Robert Woods. Robert Woods Bobby is startable, trees. man. You, you firing up trees? Yeah, man. They're going to be blown out by 20 points in the second half. They got to start Robert Woods. He's going to get some run out there. I don't think Traylon Burks is back yet, although I haven't seen much about him, which is concerning for me. But Robert Woods, I think you can't start. Kansas City allowing the second most fantasy points per game to wide receiver this season. Obviously, they played a ton of great opponents, so this may not be the best game for them. But I think Woods is the only option they have. They got to get him the ball. They'll get the ball to Dontrell Hilliard out of the backfield, and I think they will get the ball Your to Robert Boy Hilliard. Wood. It always goes I'm back to Dontrell Hilliard. It always goes like back him. to Hilliard. All roads lead back to Dontrell Hilliard, baby. This is and a professional program, man. You got to know what you're doing around here. Look but yeah, at, Robert Woods, I think, is startable. smashing today. Let's go. Even though Robert Woods is is disgusting. but <laughs> Not man, good. Not good. But again, it's if, if, you, if you got to start somebody... I think they. I think there are worse options. Hey y'all, y'all up here, oh, man. This player sucks. This is the not so obvious starts of the week. Y'all want us to tell come on, you Scott? Start How are you gonna say Cooper he's Cup? off? Oh, he's go fine. start Chris Godwin. Oh, go start Cooper Cup, y'all. Go start Tyreek. Yeah. Is that what you want to hear? Go start Jalen Waddle. Is that what you want to yeah. hear? Amon Ra. Come on, Jay. You keep going. Jay, don't worry about the chat. You're killing it, baby. Give us another one. Give us another awful start of the week. Let's go. Man. Okay, Ray. Let's get really dirty. You, 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 you start that Chase shit, Claypool. Jay Rich. You talk that. I got your back, baby. Let's go. Can we start Chase Claypool this week? No, absolutely not. I'm not Why not? Come on. Claypool. Let's no, do it. Let's no, start Chase Claypool. No, no, no. no. Let's do it. He, he's going to be out there. He's going to be running routes. Second round draft pick. He, he's worth it. He's worth it. You've been starting them all season. No, you haven't started them all season. But you can't do all right, that. talk. Make the case for Claypool. Like, really. Like, I can't make a case, man. He's he, he, the, the big thing is Miami is not very good against wide receivers. They're 10th in, in receiving yards and 12th in yards per reception. I think the big thing here is that Fields does throw some big plays. He throws it deep. He just needs someone to convert on those plays. If Claypool can do it, he probably has a decent day. If he can't, well, then he's going to get you nothing. But, I mean, you know, just, you want to just call your shot. Call your shot. Chase Claypool. I I'm just saying. Jay, you're. I've done nothing. I literally have done nothing. This show. He said, "I know." Did you say I know? I didn't say that. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I'm driving the. I'm driving the ship. But you're. You're doing a good job fueling it up today. I, I. I. Um. They're gonna have to throw the ball. They. Yep. They are going to have to throw the ball. So. Somebody's got to catch it, right? Claypool so, or Marquise Goodwin, Patrick Aston. Claypool. Yeah, I think it's Claypool. 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 Right? I think Hoping for that to. Tyler Lockett game this week. Hopefully. You can't you if, if DK and Lockett are in, you can't start Godwin good. Yeah, they practice in full. Uh, with, with, full it, yesterday, yeah, so they're you good. You can't you can't roll out Goodwin. You you have has have anybody seen like I'm just asking. Has anybody seen anything about Claypool? Like, is he practicing, no, looking good? I, I searched it. What nothing, number is he wearing? Nothing. Is he, play, is he playing this week? Like, Maybe honestly, not even be active. We'll is see. He, I, I'm, I'm this is a legit question. Is he even active? I'm assuming We'll so. find out. Find out on Sunday, right? Like, who knows? I don't know. Hopefully. Oh, all right. He's Scott. Yeah. Scott says Claypool might get a 25% target share. Why not? Yeah, Mike right? Anderson said nothing. He's, no one's seeing any. Is he even in Chicago? Did he accept the deal? 
Did he? Did, I saw. Did, I think I saw him at a Chicago press conference in a picture. Okay. When I googled it. And, well, that's and about Goat it. Goat Ring he's said he's wearing number ten. Play. He's wearing ten. Okay. He's. he's somebody All said right. he saw him on TikTok. All right. There we go. He's on TikTok. Perfect. Right. There you go. All right. Let's go to the tight ends. Not so obvious tight end starts of the week, Jay. Um. I, I mean, you're just. I don't even think these are not so. If <laughs> if you got a healthy one, you start him. Noah Fant, Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin. Uh, you've got some data here. Uh, go ahead, real quick with Fant. So Fant, he had his best game against the Cardinals. Uh, they're go. the second worst team against the tight end. Seahawks are the worst team against the tight end. But you're starting Zach Ertz, so I shouldn't have to tell you that. But yeah, Fant did have his best game against second worst defensive versus the tight end, so he's in a good spot. Evan Ingram playing a good matchup against the Raiders, who are the worst team against the tight end, and he scored a touchdown last week, so I do like him. Tyler Conklin has the best matchup of the two, should be in a blowout game versus the Buffalo Bills, so I do like that matchup as well. And I believe the Bills are sixth or fifth against the tight end this season, which is surprising because they have a good defense. But against the tight end, they've been kind of decent so so right so they could be all right could be all right but we'll see uh what about uh i'm looking up my boy brock wright from uh i know he had a concussion this guy todd said he has a concussion well i thought he had a concussion is he practicing uh he was in a non-contact jersey red non-contact jersey for Brock Wright. Would you so. start Taysom Hill or Conklin? I think I'd rather Conklin. start Conklin. Conklin. Yeah, Conklin. I think I think the game's gonna be a huge like you look at what happened last week. I think we'll see the same game script. Like Buffalo should blow them out. At which point you get Mike White in there, chucking. Boom. Yeah, I'm boom, not dark. I'm not in on the Juwan Johnson spike week. He already had that. Patrick Queen's a really good pass catch and uh uh yeah, he could, exactly. he, could, he could cover sometimes with Roquan <laughs> Phil in the middle. I'm not. I yeah. am definitely not relying on Juwan Johnson on Monday night to save my tight end room. I think Mike Gesicki is yep. a slick play uh, versus yep. Chicago. I think that's a yep. that's a sneaky sort of not so obvious tight end play. Mike Gesicki, if you have him, you got to roll him out there. But I'm definitely starting Tyler Conklin, no doubt about it. Not not a not a question in my mind. Would you play T.J. Yep. Hawkinson this week in his first week for Minnesota? No, I don't think I'd do it. Okay, I don't think I'd do it. That's it's tough. I just don't think the matchup is that great to be honest but we'll see like washington actually isn't that bad against tight ends so i don't think yeah they're actually the best team against tight ends on the season so somebody said they they think brock wright plays red non-contact is just protocol i think he plays if if brock wright plays i think that's a sneaky start like we'll see it's got a little got a little rapport with uh golf the issue is right you have green bay 29th again they're playing green bay right yeah, Green Bay. So they're playing. They're playing Green Bay, who's 29th against the tight end this season. Washington is 32nd against the tight end. So Oof. not great. That's actually since Week Five. So they've been good recently. Um, yeah. Got to fix my filters. Joe's here. But yeah, about James better. Mitchell over Brock Wright. Look at the college profiles. Yeah, man, I know James Mitchell. Man. Now that's y'all, dirty. Jesus. Y'all, y'all know I know what's going on. V Tech, man. I actually probably have tweets out there talking about James Mitchell, but I'm not. We'll see. I mean, sure. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Brock Wright's been playing, so. Yeah, matchup's not great. Seven points per game from the tight end against yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, you're praying for a touchdown at that point. Yeah, I'd still start Brock Wright over James Mitchell, but that's just that's just me. All right, they're at the go. bottom of this list, right? Yeah, obviously. So yeah, Conklin, yeah, yeah, Conklin, Ingram, Fan is, they're is probably the, where I'm at. They're at the they're at the bottom. <laughs> they are at the bottom yeah. of the totem pole. They they are. The short urinal in the men's restroom. That's the one you don't go to. You know when you go in the restroom and you see all the urinals? You know the sucker, the one that goes to the little the little short one. You got to go to the regular size. The short guy. Well, it's not even that, man. But you just... Do you know technically, like, there's been studies done that when you go in the restroom, do you go to the first toilet or do you go to the last stall? Which stall do you go to? Are you a first I'm much more likely to go middle? to the last one. You'll go to the last one? Yeah. First one is 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 there's data done that the first one is normally cleaner because people bypass is that the first one. The one? Oh, they're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go to the first one. I want the privacy at the end. That's the one with piss all over the floor and and and, and ah. just this. the first one. I always go to the first one or middle okay. because then it forces somebody to make a decision. Right, I'm in the middle, <laughs> so now you got to like most of the times if somebody sees you in the middle and there's only three stalls. They'll just be like, oh fuck it, I'll find another bathroom to go use, man. This yeah. guy's in the middle, man. I don't want to be. On either side of them, I kind of want a gap. I'm the asshole. I'll go right in the middle, claim both sides of the stall. Yep. But technically, from from data that I've read, and I have researched this, the first you stall would. is normally the cleanest. I research okay. everything, Jay. I, I research yeah. wallet. Remember this bad boy, how much research I put into getting this wallet? I research it yep. all. So use the first stall. There you go. I, I will do that from now on. That's, that's good info right there. That's what I need to know. Okay. All right. 
Jake, not so not obvious starts knowledge. of the week. There we go. No, not so many not so obvious starts, but hella knowledge on urinals and just men's bathrooms. You, just letting you know. Right All right, let's get into some fantasy therapy, man. Let's let's talk about um real quick before we get out of here on a Friday. Let me pull up the uh, this is an interesting one, and I think it it fits really good with where we're at in the fantasy season and in the college season. So this is our man Evan, man. Shout out to Evan, man, and he's talking about. Um, selling out for the surefire prospects in this class. He said, I've learned that prospects are still just that. College guys haven't proven anything at the NFL level, which we think will pan out, but reality is sometimes they don't. Trevor Lawrence is the most recent example over the many years of top five picks that have underperformed. It's important to remember and not get out ahead of our skis when salivating over the next big thing. Sometimes giving up a little bit on upside for an established asset, you know what you're getting is the better process play, Jay. This is really, um, I think this is going to come to a head here in 2023 as well. You know, we 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 get so enamored with the shiny new toy. It's human nature, man. Like you yeah. get a, we see it every time, Jay. A new iPhone comes out. We Your phone's working just fine, but you want the new iPhone, new laptop, new car, new new shoes that come out. We all want the shiny new thing. And there's no difference in Dynasty when it comes to rookies, Jay. But the reality is it is it the NFL can't get it right. Right? Year after year they can't get it right. They can't get quarterbacks right. They don't know which running backs to take. It's all sort of a guessing game, right? And we have all these different predictors and and data points to try to help make an informed decision, but ultimately the game is the biggest X factor, right? And you never know what's going to happen. So, when you're looking at this 2023 class, Jay, and all the hype and the enthusiasm for the Jameer Gibbs of the world, for the Sean Tuckers, for the Blake Corms, for the Quentin Johnstons, for the Jordan Addisons. How, what have you learned this fantasy season that you want to apply moving forward when it comes to rookies and maybe some of these older veterans, the Saquons, the Austin Ecklers, the Tyreek Hills, the Stephon Diggs? What is something that you want to, 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 to implement into your process as we approach what's going to be a very, very hyped 2023 NFL rookie draft class? That's really tough because I think this year, I don't want to say it taught me nothing, but it did. I don't think it taught me a ton because of kind of how this draft class played out. One thing we learned last year, I think more than anything, was that we need to value wide receivers much higher. First round drafted wide receivers have been producing at a very high level, right? And I think that's a big takeaway for me. But this class does have the running backs that I think will warrant draft capital. Last year, we had a lot of guys that didn't warrant any draft capital, as far as I'm concerned, outside of these very highly drafted wide receivers. You had the running backs who we did like and are all producing. You know, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall were the two main ones. Isaiah Spiller, they're not producing at all. Damian Pierce obviously turned out pretty good, and he was kind of high in second round pick. But these guys, I think, to your point, will produce. It just depends on what you're cashing out for, right? You're always going to have a time where you can cash out for a lot of value. And sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you you may want to do that. For me, I think the biggest takeaway this season that I'm going to continue to hammer these first round wide receivers. One of the biggest moves I made this offseason was I was around the 7-8 turn a lot of the time. And my goal was to always trade down, pick up a second, take a shot of the running back, whether it was Damian Pierce, Zamir White, Tyrion Davis-Price, you know, whoever the guy was in the second round, and pick up Jahan Dotson or George Pickens. Because again, I didn't see much of a difference in talent with the draft capital baked in between those players and the Sky Moors and, you know, even at that time, the Chris Olaves and some of that stuff. But the, the biggest thing for me is those high-end wide receivers, I want them on my rosters because they are all producing for the most part. Very few busts over the last few years in those guys. You know, you look at London, he's producing. You look at Olave, he's producing. I believe Jamo can produce. I believe that Garrett Wilson can produce. It just comes down to is who are their quarterbacks, situations, all those things. But for me, that's where I'm looking to. But this season could be different, right? But to your point, we may be able to trade down from the sixth spot, the seventh spot, the eighth spot to pick up a first round wide receiver later because everybody wants a running back. But that'll be the biggest problem this season. All these running backs are going to be highly touted and running back is getting old. Every game, it feels like Austin Eckler is getting too old. Nick Chubb's getting too old. Alvin Kamara's getting too old. You know, Christian McCaffrey, his value's kind of back and he's not too old anymore. But everybody wants a running back because all these guys are getting so old. And I think that'll be the biggest problem is how do you pass on a Tank Bigsby, a Sean Tucker, or one of these guys who's like a back-end first-rounder, 21, 22 years old, pretty good producer in college football for a Dalvin Cook for an Alvin Kamara if he's not suspended for you know a Nick Chubb 
who will produce at a higher level. That I think will be the biggest test for fantasy owners this season. That was very, very well said, Jay. Very well said. Um, I think uh, for me, like to Evan's point of we do like to think that we just know this is a surefire, no doubt about it. Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks. I do think there's there's always points in time during the process where you can sell that hype and that hope for proven veterans. And honestly, man, I, I talked about this in our Discord channel, man. I'm playing two-year window. Like, I don't give yeah. a shit. Like, you're, uh, you're going to have this guy for the next 10 years. You're not. If you have any player on your dynasty roster for 10 years, you probably didn't do it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not going to show me the dynasty league the last show, 10 years. Show, right? show me the dynasty league that last 10 years. Show me the, show me the roster that you have all these guys for 10 years, man. I'm playing two year window. And honestly, for me, outside of one on one, I don't give a shit. If I can, if I can go get Tyreek Hill, if I can go get a, 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 a Stefan Diggs, if I can go get Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey for what ends up becoming Sean Tucker or Zach Evans, so be it, man. Like, this is, again, Brees Hall was the one until he got it. And I get injuries happen to any position, man. But I just look back at the past at trying to predict a quarterback not doing it. For me, yeah. in my pro, I'm not doing it. I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are fantastic prospects. If I yep. have an opportunity to go get a guy that's already doing it in the NFL right now, I'm taking it 10 out of 10. I do not want to bank on rookie quarterbacks being the savior of my dynasty team. Can't do it, man. Go. F I, I will find a way to go get Hurts, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson on the dip. I, I'm, I'm not playing that game with rookie quarterbacks. I think we, we've gotten to a point where we've gotten so far into all the running backs old. He's 26. Sell, 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 sell. You, I want Christian McCaffrey. I want Nick yeah. Chubb. I want Saquon Barkley. I, for the next year and a half, give me all the Derrick Henry I can handle. <laughs> and after that, if he falls off the face of the planet, I'll figure it out, right? There yeah. are, uh, my man Fusuvu keeps saying it, there's 10 Kenneth Walkers in the 2023 class. I'll go find somebody, man. I, I'm just, I'm not playing that game with quarterbacks and surefire prospects. If it ain't Bijan, if if I know I'm not getting Bijan Robinson, I'll figure everything else out in the draft. Like I'll find me a yeah. receiver, I'll find the running yep. back. I'm not taking no tight end early. It's just not happening, man. I, I think hope, man. Hope is the greatest killer of all dynasty teams, and I don't want to deal in hope anymore, man. I don't want to deal in hope anymore. I want to play a game in which I know what I'm getting. And I know what I'm getting from players that have already done it. Now, do they stay healthy the entire season? I don't know. We can't name somebody can't bank that can just that. predict injuries. No one can do that. But I know what Tyreek Hill is. And I know what I'm getting out of him. I know what I'm getting out of Saquon. I know what I'm getting out of CMC, Henry, Nick Chubb. And it's a select few of those older players that I'm willing to invest in. Two-year window, man. I'm not worried about no 10 years. Not worried about yeah. no 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And people, people do that. For the next eight years, you'll have this player. Get out of here, bro. You're not going to have him for eight years. You shouldn't if you're doing it right. But good show, Jay. I just want to give you a round of applause, man. Where's the, let's, Thank you. Let's give one for Jay Rich. Jay Rich, you killed it this morning, man. I think we, we got super a, chats, too. Uh, yeah, I think we had a couple of super chats. So let's uh, let's pull those up before we get out of here. Here we go. Here we go. Alex C. What's up, Alex C.? <laughs> Wish I could make it live more often. Just wanted to let you guys know you are appreciated, man. Thank you. That means a lot. Like, I Thank know you. it ain't even the money, man. It's just these comments like this. Like, we do this for y'all. We enjoy getting up. Well, I don't know if we enjoy getting up every day, but every time we turn on the mic and we go live, we appreciate every chat, every comment. Uh, we love y'all, man. It's really like a family. Yep. I feel like I know some of y'all cats. Y'all better be at the expo next year so I can meet you. Uh, but I think that was it, Jay. I think that was it. I think we covered that. Hey, people ain't... People ain't giving us super chats like that anymore, man. They just That's okay. Uh, That's okay, man. Yeah, man. It's all good. It's yeah. okay. We, right. we appreciate anything, it. Anything appreciate you want to say to the people, man? This was a good show. Good job, Jay. Um I'll let you I want people out. I want people to go and listen to her loss. And I want you to let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you thought of her loss, Drake and 21 Savage's new album. We'll see. Let's, yeah. I thought it was I, I woke up this morning, I listened to it. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts in the comments and let me know who you're starting this week and let me know what you thought of our starts of the week. Um, we thought we hit on some good guys. Obviously, bye weeks are crazy this week. Yeah, bro, I'm starting some bad players.
But, you know, it is what it is. This is fantasy football. But good luck to everybody this week. Go subscribe to the newsletter that came out today. Go check out Mike and Adam's pod that came out, dropped this morning on DD Radio. And make sure you subscribe, like, and comment. And check out our prop videos, man. We, we swept the board. NFL, yeah, NBA. Board. Money, money. Coming out today. Make you some money. Promo code Price Picks. Wake up. Go check out Michelle Adoro Coffee. All the links are in the description. I'll see you guys later. And we're out. Peace. Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, or the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prospect for a 100 deposit match up to 100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.